healthcare. It happens here, and it finishes here. Two men enter, one man leaves. Nearly a two-word review just said, shit sandwich. I will roll the record up to the next minute. That right there is a lot of Welcome back to the Basement Fellow Music Lovers. You are now tuned in to yet another exciting adventure with us here on Chunky Glasses, the podcast. We know Kevin as usual. And we have a very special episode for Eduardo today. He is our resident um, resident pavement, Stephen Malkmus freak. I think that's fair use of that terminology. Uh, loves the guy, loves his music. He's an apostle. And uh, so he got excited when we found out that, that uh, Stephen Malkmus and the Jicks were coming out with their seventh album, Sparkle Hard. Uh, you know, everybody knows, you know Stephen Malkmus, you know Pavement. Your mileage may vary with that. Uh, they're considered to be one of the very best rock and roll bands uh, that has ever existed. Uh, I certainly agree with that. I think, um, you know, some people, there's a lot of bands that were out around that time when they were big in the 90s that uh, that deserve equal recognition. But regardless, they made some badass fucking music. And uh, since then, Malcus has been busy with a variety of bands, the Jicks being his main one. And a um, little spoiler here, I was not, uh, you know, I've been a little cool to these albums that he's been putting out with the Jicks. They're not bad. They're, in fact, some of them have some really great moments on them, but, but they're not really uh, my thing. I don't, I don't revisit them or not. So uh, it was a surprise when I, I hit play on Sparkle Hard, and uh, the album's fucking phenomenal. So that, that, that's the end point of what we're... If you're just coming here to look and find out what we thought about this album, it's fucking phenomenal. But the, the journey and part of the fun of this podcast is getting to that point through uh, our discussion of it. So um, we got Eduardo over here, obviously. That'd be weird if we did it without him. And our friend Drew, you've heard him from the uh, band Blankus Larry here in Washington, D.C. And we're going to talk about that. And then at the back end, after that conversation, I'm going to hip you to a new band or a band they've been a, you know, they may have been around forever. It's cosmic, dude. Uh, Golden Dawn Orchestra out of, out of they say Austin, Texas, but I suspect it might be Cygnus Prime or something. But anyways, that's what we're doing. And uh, and that's it. So if you're ready, if you're excited for this, if you, if you need to get Malcolmus in your life um, a little more, at least hear Eduardo's opinions. He's got some good opinions on it. Let's head on down to the basement and meet Eduardo and Drew. Talking about Stephen Malkmus in the Jicks' new album, Sparkle Hard. It's all good. That's what uh, Stephen Malkmus has done, right? He's he is his own man. Is he his own man? I think he is. I he, here's here's my notes uh, for the intro, Eduardo. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So for for people listening, here's how I do this: is you prep a different way. You don't have your notebook with you. I I've, I cannot find my notebook. You inspired I'm a, I'm Viv little, to have a notebook. Though. I'm a little I'm a little worried about where it might be. So uh, oh no, yeah, that's a lot. Wow, that's a lot. It would be it would be that's a ups- lot upsetting to me. Uh, but 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 generally, I have this structure. I have the album title. That's always important. Know what we're talking about. 
because um, <laughs> <laughs> we've definitely all been on mic before and been like wait a minute what are we what are we here to talk about <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that, that's happening i know we've been talking for 45 minutes but what's the <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep uh the general notes and that's where i give you the information and and uh and i'd love to say i'm pulling this all from my head but a lot of times i'm reading it off my ipad because mm-hmm. that uh so you gotta save bandwidth man yeah, that's, yeah, you gotta that's... you gotta leave it open for the for the the truth bombs that we drop later on the episodes <laughs> or not. Uh, then I have like a discography thing, so I know list. So I just I, I, it's a general like thing, yeah, but it's but, an outline. It's yeah. the yeah. basic information. Yes, yeah. exactly. This is how you should run life. In fact, I would say. yes. Have a plan. Have a plan. Make lists. <laughs> but in general notes, I usually have a couple paragraphs. I have all these bullet points and everything. And my general notes for this are uh, first pavement dude, <laughs> and then. Ask Eduardo. <laughs> <laughs> so, we're talking about Sparkle Heart, Stephen Malkmus, and the Jicks, um, Mr. Noons. Yeah. Um, this is probably the most in my wheelhouse we've we've been on this show, because we haven't talked about Faith No More's Angel Dust yet. Ever. Although I know Andrew wants to. Wants oh, to you guys yeah, want yeah, to? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, Later this month, let's talk. So, uh, and, and, um, and I was thinking about how could I make this more in my wheelhouse? And it would be to point out that Malcolmus just recently played a Garcia benefit show on the stage with Sam Bush, which would have blown my 1998 mind in ways that I can't explain. Please, and, one note. And, and, and the Jicks also covered Taylor Swift a couple of years ago, <laughs> playing a show for a bunch of kids. And they covered, I think, blank space or something. So and, that's, and yet. Malcolmus does not want to talk to you because he's well, doing no press on they tour. Are, we, we have been told they are not doing press on this tour. Yeah. So that's unfortunate because <laughs> we'll, we'll but, keep uh, hitting on things that we think uh, uh-huh. we would love to talk to them about. Um, Pavement played famously their last show at Coachella in 1999, I think. Malcolmus didn't uh, deign to sing any of the songs during that set, right. uh, also famously. Um, in 2001, he came back Put, with a back self-titled... Up, back up a little. I I hate that people wouldn't know, but primer for pavement. Um, Bullet point. Two two sentences. The the pithy Twitter uh, remark, which I'm borrowing, I think, from from Gerard Cosloy, who's one of the founders of Matador, is that that, um, Slanted and Enchanted is the album that launched 10,000 Weezers. Um, because it, it, it created that sort of fuzzy guitar yeah, and yeah. that sing-songy falsetto thing. Yep. Um, Pavement were for me the definitive band of the '90s. Um, they embodied a kind of like smart, artsy, fuck-up uh, attitude toward music. They were barely a band most of the time. Their live shows were sometimes a shambles, and it seemed like they were barely holding it together. Um. And and they made really really good music and um, and I think you know uh, most accounts of the band's evolution are that you know Malcolmus hits a hits a point where he's just not satisfied with what the band is capable of and and it's you know as much as I love the band and and, and those songs um, the Jicks are clearly a more competent group of musicians than uh, he was surrounded by in in Pavement and um and i think he also had this idea that you know that that these great seminal bands you just don't stick around for forever right you put out a few albums and then yeah. when you're sort of done you 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 go away um so in 2001 he comes out with a solo self-titled album um a few years later i think pig lib came out um and then that was 03 and that's when you start to get a little bit of a weird kind of proggy thing happening mm-hmm. Um, there was another solo non-Jix uh, uh, kind of branded album called Face the Truth in 05. Um, 
2007-8 was Real Emotional Trash, which is the full-on prog experience. Yeah. Like, all the songs on that album are at least seven or eight minutes long. They're, it's great, stony, kind of Zeppelin-type stuff, said by a non-Zeppelin fan. <laughs> um, and um, Your time is going to come. <laughs> and then... Um, <laughs> And then, and then we get into, I think, the phase that they're currently in, which was the sort of uh, mirror traffic, uh, wig out at jag bags phase, um, into Sparkle Hard, which is sort of shorter, tighter songs. Um, there's usually one kind of longer, weirder thing in there. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but, but a lot of it is really just like, just it, it's, it's sort of all the things that I loved about his songwriting um, in Pavement. Um, but but just constructed in a way that's a little bit more interesting. There's it's more funky, it's more soulful at times. Um, there's just more color in there than you would get on the average pavement. Yeah, for sure, record. for sure. I want to play the uh, the first single or the second single as you put it out right now, uh, Shiggy. And and this uh, I'd like to say this tells you everything you need to know about the album, but I don't think it does. I think I think it I think this is actually I think the reason this was a single because it was like, hey, you guys remember pavement? It sounded like this. And I'm just speaking for myself. I, I'm still unpacking what made Pavement so great, and and by proxy that just means I'm unpacking what makes Malcolmus such a great uh, rock god. And I feel yeah. gross. I feel gross for saying this because, and I feel gross. Originally, I felt gross that we were reviewing this because the easiest thing, you know, we we look we slam on indie rock all the time, and all indie rock springs from Pavement. Mm-hmm. Like most of it, mm-hmm. Drew's like, eh, yeah, maybe, but <laughs> but in broad strokes. Remember, remember, remember that the Onion once I think reviewed music and gave it like an eight point six, yeah, yeah. and called it vaguely derivative of pavement. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah, exactly, and, and that's my point. And and so, you know, the easiest thing and the thing we would tend to avoid is doing in these like uh, pitchfork bait, whatever. But the rea- the reality is is that uh Malcolmus is the real deal throughout his career he's proven it over and over and over and and on this i think as somebody who is loosely like i i'm, I'm one of the people who's just like uh it's sort of like with prince's archives prince is dead so i don't want any yeah, more you're, I, you're I don't not, want you don't, you don't I, want no, i don't, I don't want any more music out, out yeah. of that and so pavement's dead i don't want any more i don't want to hear clones i don't want to hear anything if there's a good band that like was clearly influenced by him and has a great song but most aren't. They they pick up on part of it, but they don't pick up on the on the heart of this, which was Malcolm's uh, songwriting. Yeah, and and how he 
paired that with the guitar and how the guitar could become a voice, like his voice. And he could just, he could say things with it that he wasn't going to say out loud, but you knew exactly the words that he was putting in people's mouths. Um, and, and as such, like if this is their best album in forever. It might be the best album in their career. As far as I'm concerned, I, I it, there's, it just moves. There's uh, that pavement thing. It starts off with a weird piano jam. Yeah, it gets yeah. into uh, a song we're going to play in, in, pretty quickly here. Uh, Stones material. Mm-hmm. Uh, it it goes all over the place. It sounds modern too, though. It, it sounds has, modern. It has, yeah, it yeah, has yeah. Modern production. Yeah, it sounds like a guy who's that. like yeah. he's just like this is my aesthetic, and he and he fully owns it on this. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm coming to this. Uh, having been a, a fan of, of pavement at, during a couple years, um, but pretty hard. And I think like 93, 94 in right. college, mm-hmm. um, you know, it was a, for me, a welcome um, respite from grunge, even right. though they, they, sometimes people will like try to loosely put There's them in overlap. there. There's some overlap, but it, it was different. It was yeah. very different than what was going, what was, you know, the Nirvana yeah. and Alice in Chains and, and all of that kind of stuff. And I, I hate throwing this word out there, this like slacker or slacker culture that kind of the, you know, Gen X sort of got labeled mm-hmm. with. And I, I, I almost wonder if like pavement was the, uh, was the poster child band of people who looked at slacker culture and saw it as that. And like, this was the band right. that kind of got connected with that in a sense. Um, but I really, you know, you talk about the voice. Yeah, the way his voice works and his songwriting, and it's that kind of like singular note guitar line yeah, yeah, melody yeah. thing that I think you wind up seeing in the Weezers of the world and yeah, like the, yeah. you know, the the nineties kind of retro acts. What are the that, cars? I mean, like the car, the cars. Sure, that's it. Yeah, sure. I that's a had good. not heard that, and now yeah. I suddenly <laughs> do, and like <laughs> a flood of. <laughs> No, but it is that you know you know there there is a quality to his to his singing and his writing that I think is like weirdly feminine in a way that is kind of difficult to yeah. explain. Like there's no there's none of that, and I think maybe part of the where where it sort of splits apart from the typical kind of like dude singing in a '90s band dynamic is that so much of that was like aggro or, or macho in a way, and and I think I think Malcolmus was always you know trying to kind of find a different way of 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 looking at things and, and the way he uses his voice even is just really um, expressive. I, I think I, I'm, I'm going to, I think I might dial this in for you and then we're going to get to the song. I want to hear uh, bike lane because it's fucking phenomenal. Uh, this is my favorite song of 2018. Like, <laughs> and I never thought I would say that about a Stephen Malcolm's on the jigs album, but uh, rather than like feminine, I, I think y- 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 you could also say it's just like dial back masculinity. And you, and at the top you brought up, he played a Garcia benefit, and yeah. what uh, that was Garcia's bag, his whole bag is like he was not this like hyper toxic male, this like masculine. He's like bah. I mean that was Pigpen, right? <laughs> Clearly, <laughs> it was Pigpen, and but maybe Bobby. There was a there was well, a Bobby was just assaulting you with his short shorts. Kind of a vulnerability there that he was yeah would not be yeah afraid yeah. To yeah show. It was a vulnerability, but he also did the same thing with his his guitar. And it made me wish that, like the 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 Fair of the Well shows that they did, that like after hearing this album, that I, I wish they had had Malcolmus instead of Trey Anastasio, because I think he would have, I think he would have filled in spirit like more what the Dead were trying to do. Yeah. The, the the guitar work is on, on this. I can't say it enough. Like as a guitarist, like the guitar work on this album is astounding. It 
it hits every single note it needs to hit and then blows your mind. There's a great, I think after the Pavement reunion tour in, in 2010, when they were touring on Mirror Traffic, I remember reading an interview and I think uh, that Joanna, the bassist, um, they asked her something about like, well, how does Steven feel? You know, he was just on tour with Pavement. Now he's going to go on the road with you guys. How How's that going to work? And she, and and I forget exactly how she threw shade at, at Pavement's catalog, but she basically said, well, you know, our songs are a lot harder. So, so he'll probably <laughs> yeah. actually feel sort of challenged on stage. <laughs> and it'll be way more interesting yeah, for him. Yeah. Than I mean, just and and that's Pavement. the thing is like, there's <laughs> yeah. a challenge to all this and it's, it's fucking wild. But there's also uh, something I've never heard in their catalog. Very yeah, this, is, spe- this is a new... Very specifically being like, you know what? We can do the Rolling Stones, and they do it on bike lane. off your jackboots it's time to unwind like that they're channeling like late 70s early 80s rolling stones and talking about freddie gray and look we just talked about a raikuda album an entire album that is condemning the state of america i have never heard this from stephen malcolmus like ever like him be disengaged and and maybe maybe we reached the point this is what we've been talking about like if you aren't talking politics if you aren't talking about what's going on in your world and you're fucking failing and you you don't even you could listen to this on ten times and you wouldn't know what the fuck is going on. Yeah, but once you do, you're like, oh my god. Well, it it just it just takes away one layer of excuses for 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 musicians who don't think they can engage with this, right? Mal- yeah. Mal- Mal- Malcolm <laughs> is like the most inscrutable, abstract. You know, his songs are either completely impenetrable or they're perfectly concrete, yeah. and there's very little in between. Um, if if the Jicks can play uh, kind of a Black Lives Matter song, then I there's yeah. just then everyone else is out of excuses. Um, and 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 I think that song really really showcases what what the band you know the tightness of the unit. You've got Mike Clark um, on kind of synths and uh, sometimes on the second guitar. Jake Morris is their third drummer, and I think he's like the kid in the bunch. Uh-huh. And he just fucking he's so great, and he's following you know John Moen, who's in the Decembrists now, and Janet Weiss of Slater Kenny. Right, so it's not like it's yeah. not like it's yeah. not like that that drum kit hasn't been <laughs> occupied by some by some important right. people in the past, and right. he just fucking crushes it, and it's it's so great to hear them nailing this. And this it's it's driving drums in this song uh, pretty straight ahead, but there's actually like throughout this album, there's some pretty cool just like again like kind of this rollicking drum fill, big toms rolling with yeah. like these these different changes that that he's working on. This song for me is the most alien sounding coming from a pavement right. uh, background it's it was I, probably the song that jumped out at me the most is like god this this guy really did need to break that band up 
and go in new yeah. directions. Well, I mean, it's also like consider like he's 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 what like twenty years into his career. Okay. Uh, longer than technically pavement. the first the first pavement that so he and spiral oh my god i'm gonna nerd out he and spiral played a show for like a radio station in stockton in 1989 it's called the kdvs show it's considered okay, the so first, almost 30. it's considered the first pavement show so, so so almost 30 years into his career and like at some point like you do uh for lack of a better term stop pushing the envelope like that that this didn't specifically enter into the catalog is i, I don't know it doesn't matter. That's what I'm saying. Well, know? but you also need to follow your muse, right? So on, and so that's, like on, that's, yeah. and on, like, like on, 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 wig out at Jagbags, which is the one before this. There's, there's two songs that are just explicitly about sort of like weird basketball players. There's a song called Jace Move for <laughs> Josh Smith, <laughs> and then there's a song where I read an interview somewhere where, where, where Stephen was like, "Oh no, that song is about Brandon Jennings arguing with his coach Scott Skiles about not wanting to play in the Milwaukee Bucks's system." And then he has to explain that to to a European audience because he's still very popular in Europe, and, yeah. and explain well, well, you know, this here's an exuberant player, and you have a coach who's a disciplinarian, and I'm sure they're all thinking, why are you writing songs about basketball players that no one's even heard of? And it's and and you know, Malcolmus has been has been very good at just sort of following, uh, you know, where he thinks his his songs are going to take him, and it's yeah. and it's and it's done in a humble way, I think, because. He's also, you know, he's 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 married to someone who is a legit like real artist, not like a a musician, but someone who like, you know, has works shown in Berlin. And yeah, he, and, he he moved to Berlin. Like yeah, uh, right. We right. we did. We I don't I don't think got, I no, knew you, that we you we and, did uh, review. Yeah. Uh, I remember that you guys. Yeah, and and yeah, and part of that was like, hey, he spent some time out of the country and, and shows. Yeah, is is a little more uh, continental. Yeah, but 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 he's also very like I think it was on Marin or something where 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 Mark Marin said like oh so like you're an artist and he was like no my wife's an artist like she has to write ten thousand words to like justify what she's doing before she's even allowed in in the door for a show right I'm just writing four minute songs like that's not yeah. that's not that's not that's nothing by comparison. Um, yeah, it, it's weird. I mean, I think he's always had this uh, his art has always been sort of a force of will. Um, there's nothing that sounds like it. Yeah, it's it, it's very idiosyncratic for it, sure. Even even if people try and and I've heard, you know, the easy comp when something comes up is like it sounds like pavement and it's like but yeah. nothing actually really sounds like pavement. Nothing hits like that and hits like him. Um and again, once he embraces this type of stuff, uh it and it might be why I enjoy this album so much, he it opens up a whole new like like what the f is is there going to be like a folk possibly Jake's there's, album? A, there's a lot of country so, album yeah so is there going to be a country like what what can't he do because i have the... i have super faith and again i am embarrassed to be saying this because this is the most white boy indie band of yeah. all time but i have faith that he can do whatever he wants to do they played an acoustic show for a festival in Portland last year, I think, where they covered Rainy Days and Mondays by the Carpenters. Come on! Which was just, <laughs> fuck, you know, like, like it's just what? perfect, right? Yeah. Um, and there's a lot of acoustic uh, guitar on this album, too. The song, uh, was it Solid Silk, I think, has this weird... Solid Silk is, long, my, is my other favorite album. Yeah, it has this, like, some. long string section in the middle that's sort of, that, that's just pure composition. And it's, it's, um, it's really fascinating. And, and 
Um, I and think again, not her on anything she's ever done. Yeah, no, it's 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 not. You, you wouldn't expect that song to. I was surprised by it, and I and I know Malcolm's catalog better than than most. Um, <laughs> one th- one thing he still does really well is there's this perfect like Malcolmusian third gear that he can write songs in, and they're elegant and they're um, kind of sad and and just I don't I don't know how kind of how to describe them, but. Um, and every album has at least one or two songs in that mold. Larry, Lariat, I think, was the one on on the last one. Um, Vanessa from Queens on Pig Lib. Um, you know, he's he 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 always masters this like beautiful mid tempo song that's just really a clinic and like what his songwriting is and and what a tight little song can be. And I think I think we're gonna go there next with yeah. um, Middle America. for a moment and try to identify this Malcolmus genome. I I feel like um I don't know if I've I know I've talked about it off mic, but I feel like there are uh objective proofs. It was easier to hit in the early days of rock and roll. Like the Beatles come out and they like occupy this thing that was supposed to be the Beatles. Led Zeppelin came out this thing mm-hmm. that's supposed to be Led Zeppelin, the Rolling Stones and so on and so forth. And as you get out from the big bang obviously there's there's your things but undeniably uh pavement and and by pavement i mean now Malcolmus. uh it, there's just something about that as somebody who who wasn't a pavement super fan like that's like i want that sound and i don't know why and and but i think the reason why is because it, it strikes a chord like so what chord do you think that is hitting in us that it, that it just works I, I I wish I could explain it. I mean, I think you know, there's there's the like, I but think, it's real, right? Yeah, no, I think I mean, I mean, I think Courtney Love called him the uh, the Grace Kelly of indie rock, and she just said like because mm. everything he did was just so elegant and kind of timeless and classic. It's but, elegant, but modern, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. It is, it is, and and he and then you throw in the layer of the like, you know, the the songwriting, and there's always there has to be like a weird patented rhyme, right? I don't know this for a fact, but I think he probably keeps score of like. You know, was he the first person to rhyme Pyrrhic March with Doric Arch? Probably. 
Um, <laughs> right. So here you get the blushing and the Robitussin. Right. And, um, and then there's the random call out to, to men being scum. And hopefully you'll be shit faced the day you die. So there's like these weird truths mixed in there. And the, the way the song sort of rolls over you, you pick up fragments of it. Um, and, and, and it's partly why I can't really speak to the lyrics on the album yet, because it takes me a while. Like it took me probably five years of listening to Brighton the Corners to understand that it's probably the, one of the most important lyrical accomplishments in the nineties. Um, and, um, or, or like that on real emotional trash, he was dealing with the issues of, of fatherhood and having kids and what that means. I hear a lot of preoccupation with time here. Um, that keeps, that keeps coming up the idea of like. Uh, there's the song Future Suite, where he talks about being at peace with all his mentors. Um, and, and and I think it has to do with maybe being in his 50s and um, and and having kids who listen to SZA and who he has to take to go see, um, you know, uh, Lana Del Rey or SZA or whoever. Is he or, in his 50s now? He's 51, mm-hmm. I think. See, because then this is totally unfair because this sounds so. This sounds like this the eternal like youthful spirit. It sounds youthful and exuberant, yeah. and then and this and and this song in particular, like like the closing chorus is just this beautifully elegant uh, series of lines about you know uh, all captured in a captured in a mason jar. Uh, Will you be my whispered unnamed star in a galaxy so far, far, far? Like it's just so pretty. It like right. it kind of like it makes me want to like run and cry at the same time or something. Like it's just a weird, it's just a weird feeling. Is this a new marathon event you're proposing? The the the, 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 the balling ten k. <laughs> I, I think for me, just like with 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 Malcolmus and and going back to his pavement days, is there was never anything like quite conventional about what he was doing. Right. Um, you know, it either it either surprised with a musical turn, mm-hmm. and if 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 it failed to do that, it probably surprised with you know a, a lyrical turn or something like there. You know, you're gonna find new things in this music. You're not gonna listen to something that maybe feel you know you brought up the Rykuter thing. I think there's a lot of surprises in that, but it's different. And, mm-hmm. and w- I think with, with Stephen Hayat, there's a unique angle there where you're just going to get weird turns or uh, the odd lyrical phrase that gets you thinking. And it's just quintessentially this guy. You're but, not that like you, we don't see it. It's that. But unique- to plug that into my point, like up top is like now that feels the normal. It's not weird. It's not weird at all. Like it's this, not, this, is, not- this is the thing to me, like this sound. This is the thing that has always existed, and we just happen to live in the timeline that it just fucking manifested. And uh, and I say that going you know, like you know, time is a <laughs> flat circle, whatever. <laughs> you yeah, know, yeah. no, but you know, we're we're not you know, not even bare or barely half a century out from the birth of rock and roll. So mm-hmm. yeah. there's not a lot of perspective to be had there, but it does feel like well, there's nobody like him. There's nobody like him. No. Many try. Many try. Yeah. And some get good songs out of it. <laughs> and Not often. And, good and, albums or careers. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I mean, frankly, that's what, I mean, early, early pavement, they just specifically said, like, yeah, we wanted to be the fall. And that's, that's what we, we yeah. listened to a lot of, like, the fall. It was, it's like equal parts, the fall, REM, and Credence. Those are the three things that, like, keep showing up as, as kind of constants. For, yeah. And um and and that's what you get when 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 you get that unholy trinity together, <laughs> credence, <laughs> like but, but that and that's and, and again to my point that it comes so credence is another one yeah it's a, it's a genome it is yeah 
It is a it is a specific piece of the DNA. It's just like this thing had to happen. There's only one person who does it. There's not. There's not. If you think about and think back, there's not even that many bands that you can be like they're credence ish. Right. Like people would just like heard credence and they're like, nope. <laughs> back in the way. Credence did not spawn a thousand. Right. Yeah. No, anything. no, they really didn't. They were, and and part of that was because Fogarty is a singular voice, but it's it still. I, I think also the songwriting was just. Something different as it was pavement, and it's now mm-hmm. and and now it's exciting to see Malcolmus, for my money, finally embracing that as a solo artist. Yeah, it's a it's a delightfully album. Um, it had you know the the flow on it's um, probably going to be off putting to some people, um, but it's it's exactly what the Jicks are doing now, which is they're putting out these little things that are, you know, fifty minutes long or so, and there's so much sonic variety within those 50 minutes mm-hmm. that you're not convinced that it's the same band, you know, during the entire album. So, um, yeah. Uh, uh, um, yeah, I, I'm definitely more inclined, I think, to, to, to spin this one than go back. Right. Um, I, I really enjoyed this. It was, it was kind of a surprise. I think I've probably slept through a lot of the Jicks um, era. I don't know what a jick is. I don't. Do, do, do we know it's what a jick? Yeah, it's the uh, it's the uh, J from Jagger and the Ick from Mick. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually See? way. Be- that's way better than some of the hypotheses I had going in my head. Um, but uh, but yet yeah, no, I think you know it might be just the you know a a, a band that sounds better together and is more yeah. sort of aligned with what he's trying to do. And the production value and approach to that, to me, it's it was, you know, it, there may not be, there are surprises in here. I think that like I don't ex- expect like kite, when I'm kite listening is like a to weird it, song, that... but a lot of oh, yeah. a lot of pleasant turns that yeah. that might be unexpected and that kind of keep things fresh as you're as you're listening to this. Album. And look, it's spring. Uh, I just played a track, uh, the Genomen episode from uh, Turtle Skull, like Psychedelia. I need, I need to hear that. Oh yeah. yes, you do. Uh, second day, like warm weather brings out the like, hey man, we got we got fish tickets for August, man. We do, uh, and <laughs> we uh, do. you know, but we, you know, it brings out the you know, you got to experiment with uh, your mind a little bit. And there's this and that, but also the tracks we play that are just fucking like standard like indie rock bangers that actually mean something. Yeah, that's that's what's most refreshing to me on this. That it's not just some dude like whining about his feelings. He's actually saying something. And he's doing it in 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 a thing that uh, honestly most people listen to this podcast. That's why they listen to music is because they yeah, like because it gets you closer to something. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, uh, but yeah, this is this is a huge and and so like, would you say it sparkles hard? It it sparkles like the hardest. This is a huge fucking <laughs> win. This is uh, and uh, and so and Stephen, like if you're listening, like uh, you know, just come hang out. We got, Come cats. Spark Come DC. we got cats, man. We got cats. Come hang out. We'll talk
Sparkle Heart is available everywhere. You can buy fine records on June 18th. That is Friday. That is the day after today, if you're listening to this on the day we published this, uh, which is a Thursday. He's going to be out on tour, and uh, I think he's playing Black Cat here. I think we're probably going to see him in D.C., but go see him in your town. I've never seen a bad performance that Malcolmus was involved in, and uh, so take that to the bank. And uh, and go out and get the album. It's fucking great. We all need a little uh, little more great rock and roll in our lives, and, and this certainly fits the bill. Uh, before we get out of here today, uh, you know, I've, you've heard me talk about our love of psychedelia. Played Turtle Skull a little while, a little ways back, a few episodes back from Australia. I think Australia is doing it a little better. In fact, you know, across the pond tends to, for whatever reason, you can dig into like bands that nobody has heard of or really will ever hear of, but they have a they have a great uh, they have great little scenes. But um, right here in in the United States of America, uh, we've got our own. We, we can we can hold our own weight. And uh, Golden Dawn Orchestra is doing that, based out of Austin, Texas. This is a 15-piece uh, band that uh, sort of prides themselves on their live performances. Obviously, uh, drawing some inspiration from Sun Ra. They're not so much in the music, but I think just the just the general vibe. Um, they have an album coming out called Children of the Sun on June 1st that we might end up talking about, but uh, I wanted to hippie to it. So, uh, so that's what I'm going to do right now. First thing off this album is Lovely Day, so you know, strap in, put on your rocket pack, your your trans-dimensional transmogrifiers, and get ready uh, to get your mind blown out, kids, by Golden Dawn Orchestra and uh, Lovely Day.
Lovely Day from Golden Dawn Orchestra, and if you dug that, this is they're self-releasing it. So, if you dug that, buy it. I'll put the link in the show notes to Bandcamp. Go get it. It's going to be out June 1st. Hopefully they're going to have a tour. Looks like a European tour right now. Looks like a few dates in Austin. Oh, they're playing Austin City Limits. What do you know? Um... Yeah, go out, go out and uh, and support these guys. This shit is rad. I, you know, I, I, I sort of picture myself. I've heard the whole album, and the album is, is fantastic. And it is, it's a, it's almost a weird, like groovy cosmic dance party type of thing. But uh, I picture myself with like a stack of these albums by this band around, um, just sort of digging into them and and being in a mood and uh, maybe it's a vibe. We've been talking uh, off mic with some friends about how I don't like vibe music, but uh, maybe it's just the wrong kind of vibe. This vibe I like. This vibe is good uh, for me, for whatever reason. Um, with that, this is the end of this episode. We are out of here. If you like what you heard, subscribe to us on iTunes. Leave us a rating or a message there. Listen on Google Play, Mixcloud, Stitcher, Spotify. You can listen to us on Spotify. Just open up the app, play the album, Sparkle Hard, right there. Associated with that will be our podcast, so you can listen to us and uh, see what you think, or you can do it in reverse order. It doesn't matter. Uh, just listen to us. It's cool. A lot of you guys are listening to us on Spotify, and that's, that's kind of cool. Uh, as always, you can listen to it on www.chunkyglasses.com. Go there. You'll see all our live footage from Matt Cunningham, Mauricio Castro, and Avery Junius. They're out there every night here in the D.C. area, killing it uh, with their lenses. Uh, amazing photographers, some of the best in the business, uh, in my humble opinion. Uh, and then uh, if you just want to get the direct shot and get the entire archive of the podcast, go to pippa.io. They are our podcast hosts, and um, all 300 now, what, 66 episodes are going to be up there uh, for you to enjoy. But uh, more importantly, if you have an idea for a podcast and you have, uh, for a small fee, you can give that to them, and they will get you going. They will get you out on all these servers. They can get you out on Spotify. They can get you on iTunes, Google Play, Mixcloud, Stitcher, all that, and, um, and then give you all the analytics. You can see who is listening to you, where they're from. Uh, where they got the reference all these great like data points that we'll need someday and somebody needs someday uh, I mean really it's just the joy of doing this but uh, hey you know numbers are cool too so uh, so do that and uh, with that we are out of here we'll be back in a few short days I think on Monday the next one I think we're finally gonna gonna let you hear our uh, take on R.E.M.'s murmur but it'll definitely be next week but uh, but until then Get out and see some live music, and more importantly, be good to your ears, but be better to your people. We'll talk to you soon. <laughs> <laughs> Kenobi!